This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of THA templating from the recon section on orthobullets.com. THA templating is the process of anticipating the size and position of implants prior to surgery. The importance of THA templating is that it allows the surgeon to anticipate potential difficulties, to reproduce hip biomechanics, and it minimizes leg length inequality. As far as accuracy, THA templating is 52 to 98% accurate, plus or minus one size. And keep in mind that the accuracy is related to experience and practice. The steps involve obtaining an appropriate radiograph, recording vital patient information on the template, for example, age, height, weight, etc., establish radiographic landmarks, establish limb length discrepancy, template the acetabular component, and make sure to do this first to determine the center of rotation of the new hip, and finally template the femoral component. Some tips to keep in mind is that it's best to achieve a good template with sizes in the middle range of the component system. A different system may be a better choice if this cannot be achieved. Now let's talk about radiographic analysis. The necessary radiographs include an AP of the pelvis, an AP of the hip, and a frog lateral of the hip. The AP pelvis should be centered over the pubic symphysis, and the AP hip should be taken with 10 to 15 degrees of internal rotation. This places the femoral neck parallel to the cassette. External rotation on radiographs will falsely decrease the offset, create a valgus-appearing femoral neck, and falsely decreases the femoral canal diameter. As far as magnification, 20% is standard, and most templates account for this. Keep in mind that magnification markers are helpful. Secondary assessment of radiographs include pelvic obliquity and acetabular retroversion. Pelvic obliquity may be secondary to spinal deformity and may cause leg length issues. Acetabular retroversion makes appropriate positioning of the acetabular component more difficult intraoperatively. Radiographic landmarks can be broken down into the femoral side, the acetabular side, and the pelvis. The femoral side includes the medullary canal, the greater trochanter, the lesser trochanter, and the saddle point, which is the most distal part of the junction between the superior aspect of the femoral neck and the greater trochanter. The acetabular side includes the acetabular roof and the teardrop, which is created by the superposition of the most distal part of the medial wall of the acetabulum and the tip of the anterior slash posterior horn of the acetabulum. The pelvis includes the ischial tuberosities, which is important to determine limb length discrepancy. As far as establishing limb length discrepancy, the steps on an AP pelvis is to draw a horizontal line connecting the ischial tuberosities. In short, the line extends beyond the medial femoral cortices bilaterally. Make sure to mark the top that is the proximal most point of both lesser trochanters on the AP pelvis radiograph. Make sure to measure the distance between the intertuberosity line and the line drawn at the most proximal aspect of the lesser trochanters. As far as alternatives, a line connecting the teardrops may be used instead of the issue of tuberosity line, and in fact, this may be more accurate. As far as templating the acetabulum, the steps involve placing an appropriately sized acetabular template with roughly 40 degrees of abduction. The medial border of the cup should approximate the ilioischial line and lie close to the teardrop. A medial cup will decrease joint reactive forces and decrease the force required by abductors to maintain a level pelvis. The inferior border of the cup should be at the level of the inferior teardrop line. Finally, mark the center of rotation of the acetabular component. Finally, as far as templating the femur, 
The steps involved choosing an appropriate sized femoral implant to fill the medullary canal. Insertion depth is determined to optimize limb length inequality. Keep in mind that placing the new femoral head center of rotation superior to the acetabular center of rotation will lengthen the limb. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Placing the new femoral head center of rotation superior to the acetabular center of rotation will lengthen the limb. Placing the new femoral head center of rotation inferior to the acetabular center of rotation will shorten the limb. Make sure to mark the intended femoral neck resection level and use the lesser trochanter for the posterior approach and use the saddle point for anterior approaches. Finally, as far as restoring offset, you can do this by choosing a stem with more or less offset, choosing a stem with a different neck shaft angle, or modifying the length of the femoral neck. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, during templating for a total hip arthroplasty, placing the femoral head center of rotation directly superior to the center of rotation of the acetabular component will have which of the following effects? And the choices are one, increase offset, two, decrease limb length, three, decrease offset, four, increase limb length, and five, no change in length or offset. The correct answer to this question is four, increase limb length. So placing the femoral head center of rotation directly superior or above the acetabular center of rotation will lengthen the limb without changing offset. When templating the femoral component for a total hip arthroplasty, it's imperative to restore limb length and offset. To change limb length, the femoral component center of rotation can be adjusted in a superior or inferior direction. If the femoral component center of rotation is superior to the acetabular component center of rotation, the limb will be lengthened. Conversely, if the femoral component center of rotation is inferior to the acetabular component center of rotation, the hip will be shortened. A change in offset will be determined by the medial-slash-lateral relationship between the acetabular and femoral components. In the question stem, the center of rotation of the femoral component is directly above the center of rotation of the acetabular component, and so in this situation, there is no change in offset. Merle et al. performed a retrospective cohort study to identify differences in femoral offset as measured on an AP pelvis radiograph, AP hip radiograph, and a CT scan. They found that femoral offset is significantly underestimated on AP radiographs of the pelvis. In contrast, AP radiographs of the hip are much more accurate in representing true offset. Delavalle et al. reviewed the importance of preoperative planning prior to total hip arthroplasty. While they mentioned that templating can be very accurate, determination of stem and cup size should also be determined by tactile feedback during broaching and reaming. And moving on to the final question, which of the following is associated with the use of large femoral heads in total hip arthroplasty? And the choices are 1. Increased risk of total hip dislocation, 2. Decreased range of motion, 3. Fewer options for femoral head bearing material, 4. Acceptable wear with modern bearing surfaces, and five, increased component impingement. The correct answer to this question is four, acceptable wear with modern bearing surfaces. So larger diameter femoral heads reduce the risk of hip dislocation by allowing greater range of motion before component impingement becomes a risk and no reports have shown an increase in bearing wear. With modern bearings, volumetric wear should remain low despite the increase in head diameter. Large femoral heads are available in all common bearing materials.
That's all for this review about THA templating. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.